Welcome to the Rise Daily Podcast. Here we choose healing. Here we choose growth. Here we will learn to empower one another to rise above our daily challenges. We are your hosts, Anita and Alicia. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, everybody. Thanks for being here with us. Today is a super special episode yeah. because it's going to be more than just Alicia and I. We have brought in someone that is so special to us. Mm-hmm. When I think of this person, I feel seen. Mm-hmm. I feel loved. I feel acknowledged. And I feel like that's such a huge um thing to attain in this lifetime is to just when you're in the presence of this person, you feel special. Mm-hmm. And so um, we wanted to talk about empowerment. And this is the person that's at the pinnacle of empowerment to me. And um, we have been friends for 14-ish years, maybe. Probably so, around there. Like, yeah, it's been yeah. it's been a while. And, and we have just had some wonderful experiences together. We've been through some hard times together. We have um, made amazing memories together. And um, she is someone who is just at a stand for your success, mm-hmm. for you reaching your potential for being a champion for you in your life. And, and she does this, um, through what where you know, something that we do together is doTERRA and we share essential oils and we do natural holistic healing. And, um, so she has been our leader in that space. And before that, our friend always, she is also Mm -hmm. music producer an author Mm -hmm. and what about the movie part movie producer also she's all things she's all the things I'll let her clear that up I'm so sorry (laughs) oh (laughs) our great friend Gina Truman yes Gina oh my gosh what an introduction that's only introductions I still have my part of your intro (laughs) Yes. First of all, yeah. I need a big microphone too. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. Okay. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I wanted to share is about your work with doTERRA. So um, you guys, she recently received the Rose Award, which is a brand new award. And the things that they looked for in this person was someone who leads and inspires someone who motivates, someone who celebrates all people, which is exactly you, Gina. Um, You're a role model. You lead by example. You're an influence for growth. You you just impact so many lives. And now I'm just going to quickly read from your book. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Yes, because I just think that this is so amazing. So Gina is a U.S. founder and presidential diamond leader to well over a million team members worldwide. Is yeah, that amazing? Baby. 
so amazing. And then just one more, a quote again from your book. Um, and this to me embodies who you are as a whole. So it's from Gordon B. Hinckley and it says, being humble means recognizing that we are not on earth to see how important we can become, but to see how much of an in such, sorry, but to see how much of a difference we can make in the lives of others. And that is Gina Truman. Oh, yes. You guys are, wow. I hope I can live up to this. Wow. <laughs> you already have. Yes. That's why you're here. You yeah, already welcome. have. First of all, I have all those team members in doTERRA because of people like you and all the other amazing leaders on our team that are working hard and have continued to share doTERRA and the good gifts that we have with doTERRA. Yeah. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, and my gosh. You, and anyone listening that have never met Alicia and Anita, what a loss. And you need <laughs> oh my to, gosh. to meet these two amazing women because when you are in the presence of these two women, you are just filled with love and light and it sheds on anyone that you two meet. And so thank you. I mean, I always look forward whenever I see you, these women have the biggest smiles. If you can see, you can, <laughs> yes, huge smiles. And they're the type that smile with everything and they just radiate love. And so mm -hmm. thanks for doing this and thanks for, for, you know, it's, it's uncomfortable to do something like this. And like we were talking about Anita before we started, how there's this thing of perfection and how you want to be perfect and everything that you mm -hmm. do, say, especially with something like this, like a podcast, but it's about being authentic and genuine. And when you are that people feel it and, and they want to be more a part of it and they want to hear and feel your love that you send out. So, oh, Wow. Thank you. I know what you're trying to do here. Well. <laughs> you're just giving all the goodness back, but you know what? It's so fun when we do hang, uh, when we hang out together, it best. is so it's the best because yes. you are who you are and you know, you were a huge role model for us. And so we, um, that's, that's what we strive to be is light, you know, and, um, but there, there's that saying that is, um, you become the five people that you're around the most. Oh, and when I think about that saying, you're the first person that I want to be around. <laughs> and you do too. You do one for me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Okay. And, so. and, and I have to add this to Patricia, your sister, the third, oh, Oh, yes. She is just as beautiful as you two and radiates that same sort of love and light too. So Isn't she wonderful. I love Thank her you too. for including her. Yes. And your yeah. parents. Yeah, we're a trio. They've done something right or they did something oh. right because of you guys. So oh, thank you, Gina. Our parents All right. Are well, let's get started with one of the things that I wanted to start with is um, in our um, previous episodes, we have mentioned your mom's book several mm -hmm. times because it has impacted us so much through our last, you know, 12 plus years that we started reading this book and really just making it a part of our lives. So again, we're talking about Feelings Buried Alive Never Die by Carol K. Truman. Carol okay, we call K. her. Yes, we go. We call her Carol K. <laughs> but um, yeah, we just wanted to start a little bit with um, how has your mom's work influenced you in throughout your life? 
and what kind of an impact it's had. And like, even I would love to hear from your perspective, how the book came to be mm. for her. You know, mom was always like your mom kind of ahead of her, her time. Mm -hmm. I remember my mom juicing too, when we were younger and we couldn't eat anything until we ate, drink our carrot juice. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. They are two peas in a pod yeah. or two carrots. <laughs> two carrots. <laughs> And I remember like to this day, I can't, I'm, I'm like, don't like carrots. <laughs> oh my gosh. But she was always trying to, you know, bring in anything that would help us physically, especially back in the day, it was all about the physical. And we grew up with no refined flour, or refined sugar in our home. And that's uh, so funny. We never had the sugar cereals. And I remember my siblings and I would go to our friends' homes because we wanted to have the fun cereals. I mean, we wanted to have the fun foods. And our friends never came to our house for dinner, you know? <laughs> going to theirs. Um, but it kind of transitioned from the way she uh physically to and then I remember her and dad um were a part of what was called back in the was it the 80s? Yeah, later 80s. There were, there were these, um, the, they were called set point centers and it was like a diet place for women to come in and get counseling and kind of follow a way of living to lose weight. And gosh, I never thought I'd tell you this because this, this goes way back. But I remember asking mom when she was, it took her seven years to, to research and write her book before it was actually printed. And I remember in the, I remember asking her mom, what cause you to want to what's to have this drive to write this book and she said honey remember when we used to work for the set point centers I said yes and she said there were two sisters that came and both of them were very heavy and they wanted to lose weight and she said I was their counselor and I helped them and they followed everything like to like completely they followed the food program they followed you know they had to write everything down in their in their food journal and they walked and they started, you know, slowly walking and then increasing. And she said after four months and then following everything, neither one of them lost any weight. And she said, as we got into the counseling part of it, um, she said, I realized that it was deeper than that because they had both experienced abuse in their lives and they were hiding. They had put on this shell and covered their hurt and their, the abuse. And they were, um, what did she say? She said, um, they kind of created this boundary and the boundary was to put weight on. Wow. And so that's the first time she realized that behind every physical, an illness or something that you're dealing with, it's going to be buried. And at some point it's going to manifest itself in some way. And so she just started doing research and found the, found these tools, either people came into her life, they were guided into her life, or she was guided into other people's lives. And she has never, ever said, this is my book. She would always right. say this, this is, I'm doing the Lord's work, God's work, the universe or whoever you believe in. And she'll say that in this, in her book, but she always gave credit to those who, who brought it to her and always said there were angels or miracles that happened and she would receive these tools. And, um, I remember, you know, them printing the book and then people just started coming out of the woodwork and 
just watching my mom and realizing, I remember my sister one time, she said, my gosh, don't you wish that mom would just be a mom for once? Why can't we just call her and say, mom, I have this backache or I have a yeah. cold or something. And mom would always go to the emotions. Well, how are you feeling? Like it, what, why can't you, like, who are you burdened against or whatever? You know, there was always some sort of emotion yes. behind what we were dealing with anyway. But at some point as I, as I grew older and I was in my twenties when mom's book was printed and just watching my mom change and, and my dad, nothing, my dad was an angel of a man and my mom would not have been able to do what she did without my dad. Absolutely. Yeah. I can imagine. He was her rock. And she always said that, but my dad was also my mom's guinea pig too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love and we were that's, too. that's real love. Yeah. <laughs> yep, so, you know, knowing your dad, I'm, I mean, just like who he is. Oh my goodness. He just, I'm sure created that space for Carol to be able to do that work. And I, when you were talking about how God, like this was the Lord's work and, you know, the angels and everything, I completely believe that because I like their spirituality is just so strong and I love, I just, yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm thank you. And they were such, yeah. Um, but watching my mom work and with us being her guinea pigs too, I'll never, I'll never forget my younger brother Boyd and I used to always, you know, he's only a year and a half younger than I am. And so we had this like love hate relationship growing up and we would either be getting along really well, or we would like, Oh really? You know, and we'd come at each other. Yeah. And I remember one time it was when mom was starting to do her, her work, her work and her research. And Boyd would go to mom and say, well, Gina's just really annoying me and really bugging me. And, and mom said to him once, well, the next time she comes at you, just look at her and say, bless you, Gina. And so I remember the next time we started at each other and Boyd just sat standing there and he said, bless you, Gina. And I remember thinking, wow, I couldn't even come at him anymore. It was like, it changed the whole dynamic. And I was like, wow, that really worked. And of course, mom put that story in her book because oh, yeah. it really did happen. And, oh my gosh. and Boyd being the youngest, he was, he kind of, you know, was, he was still at home. He was the only one still at home full, you know, cause he was in high school when mom was doing this research. And so he saw a lot of this and we also mom, mom and dad went through a lot of loss, like physical loss. And mom wanted to understand the why of that too. And so she worked with us and she, she was the first one to teach us about the law of attraction and what you say goes out into the universe and it'll come back to you. If it's negative, you're going to get more negative back. If it's positive, you're going to get more positive back. Mm -hmm. And she was very, and dad were very influ influential in us, in our lives. And, um, sorry, but I look at my older brother, Dan, he's the oldest of the four of us. And mom was a concert pianist, a beautiful pianist. And in fact, I'm not active on social media. I'm not active on Instagram, but I do have an Instagram account. And I remember the last thing that we posted was something my nephews did was the last time my mom was playing the piano in my home. And if you go to my, uh, my Instagram, it's just Gina Truman. I think at Gina Truman, you'll see how talented my mom was on mm -hmm. the piano. And um, she taught us to follow our dreams. 
And I was able to watch that through my older brother who followed his dreams, who's also an amazing pianist, keyboardist, songwriter, and has done, you know, he's made his profession in the country music business with his band and and also in other forms of music. And just to watch him and his kids and their success, it was, Dan was a great example to us too, but Dan would not have been able to do that had not mom and dad, you know, encouraged him to follow his dreams, you know? So that's been, that's been great. And then just we as siblings, I think we all just learned because we were, like I said, we were the guinea pigs. mom. And whenever we had an issue with someone or something, she would walk us through it. And she would, she would be very direct with us. And she would say, well, maybe you need to change. Maybe you, your perception, you know, she would always say, you know, what is it about you? And one thing she always said, if there was something wrong, like if I had an issue with someone, she would always come back and she said, what is it about them that you don't like about yourself? Yes. Mm, That's so powerful. If you don't mind, I want to just don't lose your place in your mind of what, what the conversation is, but I just, I, before I forget this part, I, your mom created this thing in my life. Um, I remember her saying, your words are your world. Mm-hmm. The words you the- use, use you. Yeah. Yes. And, and that was a life-changing moment for me. You know, like understanding the power, even like just when you were telling the story about when Boyd said, bless you. I mean, like, it's almost like you felt like you couldn't even move forward. You know what I mean? Like words are so powerful. And the reason that we reference the book so often is because we've been talking about previously, what are we saying to ourselves? What are our words? You know, but like your words are your world. So huge. And, and then to hear you talk about how they were and, you know, just been chasing dreams. I mean, all of you, all of the siblings created something amazing and dan just a small little band named diamond rio <laughs> diamond rio everyone everyone I knows know diamond that rio like, that's dan and you know what <laughs> speaking of how you said um instagram i think his is dan truman like at yeah whatever the instagram uh-huh. handle but i think it's just his name dan truman dan truman but his music that he puts on there his piano is I mean it's amazing to listen to him play mm-hmm. his his songs on there. Oh, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then He's- for me, like Boyd is like your mom, a deep thinker. It's so mm-hmm. funny that Rhonda was like, you know, why can't you just be like a regular mom? Like, oh, you have a cold here, <laughs> blow your nose, you know. But she's she was like such a deep thinker, and that's a Boyd. He's such an intellectual. Like that's so much where he his thrive zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is genius. Uh, He's he really genius. Is. He really yes. is. And then Rhonda, her just, she was so tenacious and so like, she just, you know, was so driven. Very it driven. was amazing to see what she created and how, you know, like for us, for all of us, she was presidential diamond first. And so we were like, wow, look at, look at her go. Like she just had dreams and she chased them. And, and you, 
look at what you've created Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the things that you've been involved in. And, you know, like we said at the beginning, the music uh, publisher and movie producer and author and what you created in in your business, in your world. (laughs) I mean, like success, 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 Mm -hmm. all the way across the board. And yeah, your parents were incredible people. And I I feel so honored to have known both of them. I'm glad and you, I'm glad that they knew you too also though. Oh my gosh. We love oh, yeah. them. Whenever I mentioned your names or they knew exactly who I was talking about. Because sometimes you have to remind so people like, hey mom, you know my friend so and so. Oh no, remind me. And I, I would always yeah. say, you know Alicia and Anita Conham. Oh yeah, the two oh. beautiful sisters. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> just amazing. It's just amazing to to you know be in their presence and your dad really was the epitome of holding space for people because Mm -hmm. he just allowed he held space and allowed for you to be but man when he came to the forefront yes breathtaking (laughs) that voice Mm -hmm. breathtaking I mean like incredible people thank you so um if I don't want to derail you from what you were saying but um, we tell us how her work has impacted your life personally. Like what, where do you see it come up in your world? Like even throughout the day, what, where do you see it show up? And you're like, Oh, I'm so grateful for that. Or, you know, like you said, I, I see it every day, you know, and mm-hmm. especially in our business and working with people and um, it's almost I realize the more I I do this business and I work with people, I realize how blessed I was to have the parents I did because my mom taught us how to, you know, that it is our choice. It's our choice. And we can choose to move forward in our life or we can choose to stay stuck, right? And I choose to move forward and I choose to have a bigger footprint in this world. Mm-hmm. And I choose not getting caught up in the dirt or the yuckiness of the world. Mm -hmm. I choose to surround myself with positivity, with positive people, with people who are uplifting, you know? And um, so I see that every day because especially when I, I'll I'll be working with someone or I'll be doing a zoom for our team or a, or a Facebook live. And, and I'll see sometimes people will say comments like, well, I can't do that. Well, I won't be there because we can't afford it right now. And I'm thinking to myself, if I would have said that to my mom, she would have said, well, that's your choice. That is your choice. And you can choose to change that. And yes, it might take time, but it's your choice, you know? And so just seeing that like every day when, when working with people, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just really grateful. Another thing that mom was huge on was forgiveness. Um, and that's something we have to work on every day. Right. And I'm just grateful for her example of that and my dad's because my dad, um, anyway, I don't want to get into it because there's stories in my mom's books that, um, share my dad's story of the forgiveness that he had to do with his own father that changed his relationship with his father before my grandpa passed away because my dad never talked never talked negative about my grandpa his dad Mm -hmm. um my grandpa Truman was a hard worker and 
like his favorite quote was if you if you if you don't if you're bored and you don't have anything to do go go dig a hole and fill it back up again you know I mean he was like <laughs> all about work you know and yeah. so and that's why my dad loved to sing because my grandpa couldn't criticize my dad's singing so he loved to be on stage and so later in life before my when my grandpa had gotten old and he was in assisted living my dad did the forgiveness exercises and maybe we can do that on a part two series because mm. that could be like the whole forgiveness. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. We would love to do a part two because I feel like there's just so much. Yeah, you know? And I would, lo- I mean, that's a whole topic that you can talk about for a whole hour or more, you know, mm-hmm. but my dad did this exercise that we will talk about in part two and it changed him. And it, he said the first time ever in his life, after he did these forgivenesses for my grandpa, he, he saw my grandpa about two months later, cause they lived about four hours away from each other. And he, he, my dad would tell the story clear up until his death, that that was the first time he was able to embrace his dad and tell him he loved him. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And we want to be able to forgive in this life and not hold grudges. Why would you want to hold a grudge? It holds it you back. Does. It does. Any yeah. grudges you have creates negativity in your mm-hmm. In your surround, there's negative. Why would you want that? Let mm-hmm. go of the grudges, let go and forgive, 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 because it opens up the positive energy around you. And you want mm-hmm. that coming. You want the miracles. You can't have miracles if you have grudges. Grudges and miracles don't, don't happen in the same day. Sorry. I love that. Oh my gosh. That's I beautiful. love that. It's Gina, so can I read a little thing from your book again? So it says, in my experience, I have found that being unforgiving or even unforgivable does no good whatsoever. The more you forgive, the more time you will have, and this is two separate words, for giving in all directions of your life. Isn't that just amazing? So then we are able to give out to others. If we stay in the place of unforgiving, it's, uh, yeah, how do you give to others? You keep yourself bound. Yes, exactly. So thank you for giving us that too. I huge. And I mean, I'm not perfect. None of us are perfect. We still have forgiveness to do, but right. It's yeah. it's always a it's a process every day. And right. that's mm-hmm. one thing that and I'll never forget when I was going through a couple of things in my life, my mom would say, Honey, go go write your forgivenesses, go write a letter to that person. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't send it, write out your feelings, get it out and forgive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So many of our practices come from Carol. Yeah. I mean, like so many, I was just thinking as you were talking about one of, one of the times that she spoke in one of the things that we were in attendance um, for, you know, our team. And um, she had talked about what, you know, again, the words um, I can't afford and a lot of us grew up in that space of yes, like, yeah. that she was did. the language yes. and that was the belief. And the belief was so deep seated that mm-hmm. it became part of our identity. And so it was that way for us, Alicia yeah. and I, and, you know, it was always in Spanish, no tenemos dinero. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have money. And um, same for, for Tom, and for Tom, they had 10 children, plus they adopted one. So imagine what that was like. I mean, money was tight, right? And so from one time being in the presence of your mom, I remember that she was talking about that and about how 
um, you know, that language is so important. And I swear, Gina, from that moment, Tom never said we can't afford something again. As a matter of, yeah, it, I mean, it changed him on a dime. Oh, literally, no pun intended. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but it changed him on a dime. And still to this day, every time that he says something like we have plenty of money, mm-hmm. I know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. And, and it's from that moment that that shifted just everything. And we do, we, I mean, like we we're not, you know, like super wealthy, but we have all of our needs met. And, yes. and it's just, it feels like it's a reality and it feels comfortable. I have no stress. I mean, now I'm not saying that, you know, I don't have room for more money, please universe. <laughs> I am but open I to just, receive anything. <laughs> I just don't want there to be any misunderstandings <laughs> from with me in the You're universe. so clear as mom would say. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, uh, the, the dialogue uh, the the vocabulary used the words so huge and I also loved that you said that she always had you go back to yourself yeah. of like if you were struggling uh bringing it back to how you know what's in your heart or what are you experiencing what do you need to address what in you do you not like about what you're seeing reflected in this person every time she brought that back to you she was giving you your power back mm-hmm You know, she wasn't allowing like living in victim mode. Oh yeah. That person. Yeah. Well, you know, they are this way or they're that way. And that's why it's their fault. No, it was bringing it back to you. How can you shift it? How can you process? How can you heal that so that you're not experiencing that frustration? Huge. That's just massive. When you talk about like our beliefs and I remember her, um, um, sharing this with all of us, because all of us kids went through this at some point in our lives. Um, She said, um, whenever you have to pay a bill or do something or give someone money, don't ever think, oh my gosh, I can't afford this. As you give that to them, change it. And as you give money or use your credit card or pay a bill or whatever, just in your, just close your eyes. And even if you can, if you have a check in the memo, even though people don't use checks these days as much, but if you do ever use a check in the memo, just write, thank you. There's plenty more. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Or just say that in in your head, there's plenty more. And that kind of takes, it changes, it changes the, the energy. And you're like, you know what? There is plenty more. Mm-hmm. There's so much abundance in this world. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, and then I'll, I'll never forget too. This kind of goes along with, you know, in the company that we're a part of our original uh, one of the original owners and our CEO who's on a sabbatical right now for doing, serving a mission for the church. But he, I remember Dave Sterling saying once, you cannot give yourself away poor. Yeah. And so just give without any sort of um, holding back. Don't hold Mm -hmm. back. Just give, know that it will come back to you and have, have, have faith in that, have Mm -hmm. faith in that. Well, the energy shift for me is that, you know, like growing up with that, it was you're holding on too tight. You're like, you know, it's too, it's like scarcity. Yeah. Yeah. You're holding on too tight. It's like scarcity. And then just in that shift for me, like I could tell the difference because I grew up that way. And then what it was like when we let go of that 
holding mm-hmm. on too tight feeling. And then it's just like the energy shift was drastic. Yes. You know, you so probably see me always, I've used this with our team so many times, you know, I'm, you hold your fist so tight. There's no energy in that. Nothing yeah. can come with your yeah. holding on so tight, but yeah. then when you like let it go and open your hand mm. and open yeah. it, even open up both arms to that receiving position and say, <laughs> you know, I am a magnet for miracles and yes. I, I will give as much as I receive and I will continue to give and th- it'll come back to you. It will come to you. Yes. So yeah. I'm glad that you said that. That is the phrase I think of when I think of you. I am a magnet for miracles. Gina has cultivated and a culture of miracles. Yeah. In in her friend, in her in her friend group, in her business, in in life in general. Can you walk us through that? Like how how have you placed yourself in the middle of I am a magnet for miracles? Like, how did that come to be? Because it might be normal or natural for you. Like that's your norm. It's not for most people. Most people don't live in that space. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so easy to default to like what I don't have or what I wish I had or what I, you know, what I'm missing or instead of, or why me? Why? Yes. Why is this happening? Yes. Uh So how do you lean into the miracle world? Well, a part of it is what mom used to, I remember these words coming out of mom's mouth whenever I would say, well, mom, I just don't have enough or, or I just don't have, she said, keep saying that and you'll keep getting not enough. Mm-hmm. You know? And mm-hmm. so I, I would start changing that. And I remember it was while doing, it was right at the beginning of, of starting my doTERRA business and realizing that looking back, you know, hindsight's the greatest teacher. Mm-hmm. So I looked back and I realized, wow, I had created such a closed, like I was in a cage and I, it, that was my choice. That was my choice to live in this cage. And I finally, when, when we started this business, I kind of just realized I want to be successful. I want to live my dreams coming true. And that's when mom you know, taught us about vision boards and the law of attraction. And I remember the first vision board I made, I remember thinking, oh, that's a great dream board. But then I also thought, no, I need to put this dream board to action because the law of attraction is nothing without the law of action. I've learned that from Rory Baden, who's one of my mm-hmm. friends. He writes an amazing book. He could, what's um, his book? Um, I have it right there. Hold on. Yep. You better go get it because we're going to ask you your faves. Oh yeah. His, books. His, his book is called take the stairs. That's where I learned that. Oh my gosh. I have yeah. that on my bedstand. Oh Alicia yeah. Just I'm going to go, go get it. Hold on. Go ahead. Alicia <laughs> just read that book and said, you have got to read this book. It is so good. So yeah. take the stairs. Rory, and what's, what's prepared. the author's name? Rory Baden. Rory. Yeah, okay. Seriously. Oh. It's so good. I have a ton of notes in here. I love it. Yeah. Roy, and he's very direct. He's written a couple of other books, but I like that one because what he says, the law of action, the law of attraction is nothing without the law of action. And that my mom taught that too. She's like, you can stare at that dream board or that vision board all day long, but until you go out and work 
because faith without works is dead too, right? We're taught that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says, but you have to do the work. You have to get out there and make it happen. You can't just sit there and dream and think, oh, it's, I'm using the law of attraction and everything's going to come my way. No, you have to get out there and do the work too. Yeah. And, and the work can sometimes be scary and the work can be like intimidating. And, um, and then you just start anyway. And then you go on to the next step, right? Because that's how it was going into the rehab for us. Right, Alicia? Yeah. It was like a very sudden thing and we weren't sure if we were ready for it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then like, oh yeah, yeah. it might be yeah. uncomfortable, but that's, you know, comfort yes. the enemy of success. Right. So exactly. we get uncomfortable mm-hmm. and we need to start doing things that might shift us a little bit and make us uncomfortable, even in our thoughts, even in our, in, in the way that we, you know, move. And yes, work. for sure. And then on the other side of that, you end up being in a place where you're thriving that you love, you know, you would have missed out in that of, of being in that arena. Had you not, had you let, like, yeah, that's too scary. I don't want to do that. I or even, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, or even whatever life circumstances that have come up for you, those things could have stopped you, but you yeah. just kept going forward. With well, I remember yeah. another mentor of mine, he, um, just a few years ago, it was soon after my dad passed. And I kind of see this mentor as like a, like a dad figure and He's actually my financial advisor. Anyway, <laughs> I have, and I remember him saying, Gina, what can we do for you to, to earn more so that you can make a bigger impact in this world? And I remember thinking to myself that I was satisfied. I had, I was doing amazing. And, and then I thought, do I need more? Cause not being greedy. I said that to him and he said, Gina, do you realize the more you have, the more you have to give? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, dang. Mm-hmm. And I do want to give more. And so, yeah. And you do give. You are one of the most generous people. I love how you give. It's amazing. We can't take anything with us after we die, right? And Mm -hmm. so I want to be able to, uh, and everything that we have is is God's, our Heavenly Father's. And so he blesses us. And then we have to turn around because we need to be good stewards of what we're given. Mm -hmm. And I watched that. I watched my dad be so giving and I'll never forget at my dad's funeral. So many people that I didn't even personally know. I'll never forget one woman in particular. She came through the viewing line and I I didn't know who she was. I'd never seen her in my life. And she said, I want to tell you that your dad, whenever I saw him, he always gave me a $20 bill because he knew I was always struggling. She was a single mom at the time and he knew her Um, anyway. So and then I, we heard since then, I've always run into people who have said, your dad would always give me a $20 bill or a hundred dollar bill. And I'm like, who would have thought dad never told us he was doing that. You know, mm, that's so, so I, cute. Just in, in his own world, not bragging, just no, like, no, do just doing her, his and own little sometimes thing. It wasn't money. Sometimes it was, you know, food or fresh peaches because he loved peaches or fresh corn on the cob because he loved corn on the cob. So he would, you know, during that season of the summer, he would go and get a dozen ear of corn and take it to his neighbors and every year. And I didn't, I mean, people still, I'll run into people in Southern Utah and they'll say, your dad always brought me corn on the cob every, every, every August. 
That's amazing. So cute. Little things, things. just give it away and it comes back to you anyway. Yeah. So you're here in this place of complete and I mean, like you live your life full out. It is so like, I know that because I've been in your life, you know, that you have this extraordinary life. Mm -hmm. How have you been able to get there? Even though you had your hard things, you know, and, and, um, because some of those things, gee, I mean, like they could have stopped you. They were, they were big things, huge losses. You just talked about your dad passing, um, and your mom. And I know they left this incredible, powerful legacy and, and our dear friend Mm -hmm. and leader and just amazing, inspirational person in our life, your sister Rhonda, like every time I make a green smoothie, (laughs) I always remember her because she was just like, this is my routine in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm all about my health and, and I want you to be all about your health and I'm exercising no matter what rain nor shine. I am getting my work. Yeah. She had a rocking body. I mean, like, yeah, such an example of like health and fitness and drive and, you know, like, and to lose her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just want to, I don't want to, I don't want you, I want you to feel comfortable sharing with what you are willing, but how are you able to ever overcome some of those huge losses and, and what has that been like for you? And getting into this space of life now where you are victorious. Like, how do you do it? Because there's so many people out there, G, that are suffering and feeling just complete and utter brokenness. Like they can't move on. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, um, one of the first losses that I had to go through was not being able to have children, you know, because as a young girl, most women, no matter what religion you are, most women, that innate thing is that you want to be a mom, right? Mm-hmm. And I was never blessed with children, even have I was, you know, a former marriage. I was married 10 years and wasn't even the 10 years, never was able to have children. And that was a huge loss to me because as a teenager and in my 20s, that's all I wanted was to be a mom, right? And and I'll, I, you know, I always hear people say, oh, but you are a mother to so many. And I'm like, you know, that's the last thing I want to hear, but it's okay. Because if that makes you feel better, that's fine. But, you know, like with Mother's Day coming up, someone said to me the other day, they need to change Mother's Day to Women's Day. And I'm like, you know, that's a good point. But I'm not, it, it's not like I'm saying I'm like really mad about it. I'm not at all. But that was the first loss is having, is not having children and then a divorce and then filing bankruptcy. And then then kind of rising, someone told me once, you know, it's like you're a phoenix, you're rising from the dust. And that's what a phoenix does, right? And I really feel like, like that cage I was talking about earlier. And as as I was let out of this cage at the same time, I'm like, these are my choices. And I can change this and, and make it a strength and be a beacon of hope for other women. And that was looking back, that was kind of my yearning and burning at the beginning 
um, when we first started our business, doTERRA 15 years ago, you guys, yeah. and wow. I decided I'm going to make it the most, and I'm going to do the best that I can. And I am going to live my dreams, mm-hmm. but I have to work for it. But then, you know, your journey continues and your loss continues. And then, you know, COVID, so many of us, we've all still talk about the two, two and a half, three years. We all lost something during that. And right when, right before COVID happened, my dad passed away. And then Rhonda got diagnosed with glioblastoma, which is the most deadliest form of brain cancer. And then, you know, 18 months, she passed away. And then my mom just passed away this last October. And yes, those were my constants. Like Boyd said, when we lost both parents, I never thought I'd be 50 something and not have either one of my parents or my only sister on this earth, but they would never want me to mope around and want me to like get caught up in the grieving. Yes. I'll always be grieving their loss. They, I don't have this on this earth. I don't have them on this earth, but what I can do is live my life the way they would want me to live and carry on what they began. And I try, I mean, my, I can never be my sister. She was like, I loved the word you used Anita. She was the most tenacious person I knew. I can never be Rhonda ever. Everyone, Rhonda made everybody feel like they were her best friend. Yeah, she she did. Everybody. And she was so uninhibited. She did not care what people thought. Uh That's one thing I learned from my sister. Don't care about what other people think. Who who cares? What are the, I mean, you know, she's, she Uh didn't care. She did, but she didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I just want to continue their legacy and live like they would want me to, because I know they're with me and I feel them sometimes and I want to make them proud and I want to carry on their legacy. And so that's how I see it. I would never want to be depressed about it. And I know some people have a harder time than others, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's because of my faith and knowing that I will be with them again. And yeah, and I will have those, the same relationship I had with them on this life. I will carry on after I pass and we will just carry on and kind of like you haven't, when you don't see a friend, like I haven't seen you guys for probably a year, but whenever we do see each other, it's like time hasn't passed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we see our, our, our loved ones who have gone before us or when we go before our loved ones and leave them here, we are going to have the best reunions. And I want to live my life so that when I have that reunion, my mom and dad and my sister will say, well done sis. Mm, so good so beautiful thank you and man what powerful guardian angels you have around you all the time those three about it you know wow yes and they get to be a part of your life and and see all that your all the 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 places your love reaches and your light reaches they'd be proud they knew that already before they left but (laughs) It grows. It it could be, I can see how you could get depressed with the loss, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I know my mom and dad and my sister wouldn't want me to be depressed. They would want me to get up out of my comfortable chair and go do some good in this world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I really love how you um, started with, well, there's just such different types of loss and grief 
And we all have our own individual things that we go through. And it's not necessarily like just a certain type of loss. It's like so many things that can be there for each of us and learning from that and just still moving forward, even if it's slow movement forward. Yes. It any any movement, any motion is still, you know, bringing us progress. One, yes, like one foot, one step at a time. And yeah, it doesn't have to be rushed no. or anything, but yeah, it's not at all. And, you know, we, we three, where we live, we've had to, we've had to survive a very cold and snowy winter, <laughs> yeah. snowy winter that we've ever experienced in the state of Utah, which has been good because we needed the moisture, mm-hmm. but um, we've also been begging for spring and what a great time for this, what we're talking about to um, bloom where we're planted Mm-hmm. And, and kind of water ourselves or do what we need to do so that we can grow and serve and be the vessels that we need to be on this earth. Mm-hmm. When you said water, that actually in my mind just brought like a cleansing even, just yeah. cleanse from whatever it is that's weighing us down. But um, yeah, and then to start the regrowth. Yes. And acceptance of, okay, this is, what is in my life and I can still move forward. I can still evolve. I can still become who I'm meant to be. Absolutely. It's never too late. It's never, ever, ever too late. Ever. Yeah. Even with dreams that we have of how we thought things would be, you know, and, and things change. It's not even necessarily like a specific, um, Oh, what's the word? Like a tangible thing, but just our dreams of, them being shifted to what we thought life would be like, but at least dream start. Mm-hmm. Dream. Yes. I remember someone saying to me once, I don't have any dreams. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any dreams. Gina almost fell off her chair. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, start dreaming. Yeah. Like little, like just little things. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe is there, a feeling you want to change and is there mm. a relationship you want to improve just a little bit mm-hmm. or is there something tangible like you were talking about Alicia that around your surroundings your home even your bedroom do you want a new mattress mm-hmm. I mean little simple things mm-hmm. or maybe it's bigger things like a car a vacation or whatever you have to start dreaming yeah. We remodeled, stuff. we remodeled Alicia's uh, bedroom and it's such a gorgeous sanctuary. It. It's wow. so beautiful. Yes. It's see, so pretty. Yes. You should You'll make have to come see it. You need to make, I'm big on that. You guys know I'm huge on creating the surroundings so that it can better you so that you want to be a better person. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I, yes. The, also, I forgot that in, in your intro interior designer, Oh yes, you guys. True. <laughs> that's like my, that's my therapy is there. It's there uh, me to do. Oh just- my gosh. You're so good at it. So good at it. Okay. Well, let's ask you just a few questions if you don't mind. Um, You've been answering questions. <laughs> yeah, no, I know I, there's just a few that I still want to know. So I'm sure that some people are wanting to know these, but, um, and I probably have a good idea about what are the three, who are the three most influential people in your life? I think we've talked about him, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, if I had to mention one, it would be my dad. 
because he was our rock. Mm-hmm. There was not one day ever. Like I remember being in China, living in China for a couple months a few years ago. Well, a few years before, eh, it was a couple of years before he passed. I was there in 2016 and he passed in 2017. And I remember him calling me and leaving messages because, you know, the time, the timing was different. And every morning I would wake up in China and I would know that I would have a message from my dad. And I still have a lot of those messages recorded. And he would just, honey, I wanted to tell you that I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you and I love you. Wherever you are in the world, just know that I love you. You know, just, just a sweet and wow. What a presence. Dad is he was unconditional in the way he loved. He was unconditional. It wouldn't have mattered what I ended up doing in my life. He would have loved me, you know? Mm, Yeah. I love that. I feel that way about my dad too. He's, he's such a, it's mm -hmm. a blessing to have good parents and people have said, you're so lucky to have the parents that you had. I'm like, I'm blessed to have the parents I had. Uh Guess what? If you didn't have the parents that you wanted, you can become the parents. You can become those parents to your children. Mm -hmm. You can become the parents you wanted to the parent, to the children that you have now. And I've watched that with a lot of people, you know, you change, you change, you change. Yeah. Yeah. Love that way to empower once again. Um, so if you were to write a book, another, uh-huh. what would it be about? I've already written it. I just need to edit it and get it. <laughs> there. I think I've told you guys that it's called clean and home body and spirit and time oh, yes. and just, um, getting rid of all the clutter in all areas of your life to make room for that, which means the most mm-hmm. love that. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So when can we look forward to the book? Let me just shift the question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I, I, I feel like I need to, I've been working on that for years. Oh, okay. I, you know, you shelf it, you shelf seeing things like that because something else is a little bit more important or, things happen, but I know maybe I need to get that back out. And work oh yeah. It. Now that you've told me about that. Yes. I will be your accountability <laughs> well, partner. Yes. <laughs> I've had people, I've had friends ask in, you know, just in the last year, when are you coming out with your book? And I'm like, oh. but, oh my gosh, gee, that's so exciting. I cannot wait. Yeah. I can't wait. Okay, so exciting. Wait a lifetime, but anyway, oh my gosh, no, we won't let that happen. It's already written. Are you kidding? It just has to be edited. So updated and edited because it's been years since I have read it, but yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then if you could re- be remembered for one thing or a legacy that you leave, what would that one thing be? Um, I want kind of like, I want to take a little bit of each, like a little bit of my mom, a little bit of my dad, a little bit of my sister and kind of put that in one and just be remembered for um, loving unconditionally like my dad did and helping people become better versions of themselves like my mom did and loving people tenaciously like my sister did. Mm, That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you've made me cry a lot today. (laughs) Alethea, do you have other questions that you want to ask you before we wrap this up for today um, do you have a favorite quote or is there um like a 
phrase or some type of advice that you live by? You know, I remember when I was in junior high and this was the first time I think that my mom really kind of impacted my life because you know how, you know, how 12, 13, 14 are just a fun age. (laughs) Oh yeah. So fun. (laughs) I have one right now. (laughs) A 14 year old. Yes. It's just awkward ish. You're going, you know, through things, physical body and you're just awkward. And I remember we had moved, um, you know, four hours away the day before junior high. And it was really hard for me to make friends. And I was having a hard time. And I was the girl that into the school, my seventh year, seventh grade year, I was the girl that all the other girls were sending the rude notes to. And I remember one day being hurt so bad. I got out, uh, I got up out of my history class and just walked out. I didn't even ask the teacher if I could leave. And I remember crying so hard because of this note that I got from this group of girls and they were telling me how ugly I was and how selfish I was and how self-absorbed I'm like, well, and they were, there was something else. You, you don't belong here. And I was like, wow. And I remember going down to the nurse's office and saying, please call my mom. I want her to come pick me up right now. And so my mom brought me home and she handed me a book that was the first book that changed my life. And I didn't love reading when I was in seventh grade. In fact, my love of reading didn't start until I was in my twenties because anyway, I just had a hard time visualizing. And so I needed to learn how to read really. And anyway, so I remember her giving me this book that was really thick and she wanted me to read it. And I said, mom, I can't read this. It'll, It'll take me too long. And she said, honey, what I did is I went through and I highlighted just the most important parts. I just want you to go through and read the highlighted parts. And so I flipped through and there weren't a ton, but there were plenty. And this book was called How to Win Friends and Influence People mm-hmm. by Del Carnegie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and I knew that. Okay. One, one of the things I learned from that book from Del, he was a wise man. And if you have not read that book, you need to read How to Win Friends and Influence People, but you know, I have it in, in by my bedside anyway. Cause I always refer to it. I mm-hmm. never not. Cause I always, that's what I learned from my mom is to go through. I have to read something to like, I have to highlight it kind of like my mom did so that I can go back and see like the highlighted parts when I need them. Yeah. So there's a, there's a quote in there, which I have always kind of remembered and, and tried to keep at the forefront of my life. And that is people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And that's really you. That is, that's beautiful. I mean, and that's, that quote's been out there all over the world, but it is so true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And genuinely people want to feel you care, not, not because you're trying to sell them something. So you want to, you, you can tell when you're being sold something Mm -hmm. to when people truly care. And I've watched, I've watched every one of my family members. I watched my dad do this care about people. I watched my mom. I watched my older brother. Mm-hmm. We would go to their concerts when they were really popular in the nineties. And I remember sitting back at one of their, they call them the, what do they call those? The before or after a concert meet and greet. Uh-huh. I remember to a meet and greet. And I remember watching the lines for all of the guys in the band and nothing against the other Rio guys, but Dan always seemed to have the longest line. 
Mm-hmm. And I loved all those guys, but I remember standing there just watching Dan and his line would never go down because by the end of the time and talking to someone, he always had a new best friend. Yeah. And I remember this couple coming over and saying, your brother said that you're, you know, he's, he introduced, he said that you're his sister. Dan said, you're his sister. And I said, yeah, we started talking. And the one lady got really emotional. She said, we follow, we follow these guys because of your brother. Mm. He always makes us feel so important. And I watched that with Dan and he still has, he still does that. He still makes people feel like they're his best friend. And Rhonda was really good at that too. Boyd's uh, awesome too. I mean, when you get talking to Boyd, but the thing about Boyd is that I've learned from Boyd is he really does want to help people and he holds people accountable, which has been good for me. Um, So I am so grateful for my two brothers that are still on this earth. Mm-hmm. I am, They're giants. They really are. I, and I don't know, I don't remember the question you guys asked and why I went there, but I'm just, uh, I've been so blessed and I am so grateful for all of my nieces and nephews because I learned from them. And I'm so grateful for women like you who are, impact my life. So thank you for, uh-huh. for this invitation and thank you for being a light in my life. Thank you, Gina. You are so loved. And the Truman family as a whole is so special to us and brings so much into our lives, like Mm -hmm. so much. I can't even tell you how far and how deep that goes. Yeah. So thank you so much for being willing. Um, As you, you know, mentioned your last book on how to win friends and influence people. As soon as you said the the book, I, I, I knew that already, but then I was like, oh yeah, that book, I need to get back to it. Is there one or whatever, two more books that you want to leave us with? Because whatever you read, I know people are going to want to read. <laughs> you know, Is what? there any other? That was the first one that kind of um, was very transformational in my life. Um, another one, would be seven habits of highly successful people by Stephen Covey. Um, I really feel like just going through those seven habits can be transformational too. Um, And then the law of divine compensation Mm. by Marianne Williamson Mm. short, so much, so much in there. And I just, I, I, I went back, it's right here. And I was reading through it the other day and I'm like, this is it. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah. Like, I mean, every, I have so much underlying and so many notes in here. <laughs> the whole thing's underlined. <laughs> and of course my mom's book, but then there's, I have to, I have to, the, the latest one, I always have a current one that I'm reading. This one's really good too. Personality isn't permanent. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. It's really, really good. That was recommended by someone on our team. On okay. a, I did once I'm like, Hey, you guys, do you have any books that you know about? And I saw someone posted this. So I, I got it. Um, there's so many great books out there, you guys. Yeah, there there really is people for so many great art authors and people who are doing so much good work and we have so mm-hmm. much to learn from each other and we need, we need to just buoy people up and buoy each other up and continue to find those positive words and bring them into our lives so that we can be a beacon of sharing this to the world right? Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and it's exciting to keep learning and keep evolving. It's fun. Yes. It's something to look forward to all of our lives, yes. you know, so Gina, Gina thank, thank you, you so much. Mm-hmm. 
we, we love, love you. I don't want this to end only because I love you guys so much. <laughs> we don't want this together, to end okay? either. Oh my goodness. Thank you for being on today. And yeah. for everyone that's here, um, if you would like to, uh, well, you're not really on social media, but she does have Gina Truman on yeah. Instagram, right? I, and I, then I'm not active on there, but you can see a little bit about my mom on there, which I would be honored if you wouldn't listen to her. Oh, love to. And then if you can tell us how people can get Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. Well, I mean, I know you can order it on Amazon, but um, my brother Boyd has a website called truewellness.com. And you can go there and get mom's book. In fact, we're in the process of updating it just giving it a little 21st century cleanup um um updating the 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 vibe the look not changing the words at all because we want to keep it caralized yeah i love it probably see towards the end of the summer but in the meantime you can still get those okay awesome thank you so much i look forward to part two I know. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll put love it out you guys. There. Thank you. you. Thanks Thank for you joining so us today, everybody. You have a time. great, great rest of your day, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. We not see you. We will hear. We'll be here in a couple weeks. <laughs> yes. We'll shine everyone. Shine All right. On take care. Thank shine you guys. On. Love it.